Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Monday. It's June 6th. We begin with another prayer from Lifting Up Our Hearts. Let's pray. Grant, Almighty God, that as we are this day surrounded with enemies and without any defense, so that our safety seems to be every moment in danger, grant that we may raise up our hearts to you, and being satisfied with your protection alone, may we despise whatever Satan and the whole world may threaten us with, and thus continue impregnable while carrying on our warfare, so that we may at length reach that happy rest, where we shall enjoy not only those good things that you have promised to us on earth, but also that glorious and triumphant victory that we shall partake of together with our head, even Christ Jesus, as he has overcome the world for us, in order that he might gather us to himself and make us partakers of his victory and of all his blessings. Amen. All right, we are in Galatians chapter 5 today. We are going to be reading from verse 1 through verse 15. Hear the word of the Lord. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision... Why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. As we find ourselves in chapter 5, we see that Paul has not given up his feisty tone here, has he? But he does start off here reminding us that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. In other words, Jesus died to set you free from this yoke of slavery, this yoke of the law. It was so that you wouldn't have to do things like circumcision or follow the law to feel as though you had to earn your salvation that Christ died for you. It was it was for this purpose. And so Paul says, hey, if you're going to accept that circumcision is what saves you, then Christ is of no advantage to you because you're trying to save yourself. You're trying to fulfill this all through the law. You are essentially getting rid of the grace of God and putting yourself under a burden. And so that is what Paul says here. Hey, if you accept circumcision... You need to accept the rest of the law, too. You need to use that. Why just circumcision is essentially what he's saying. If you are going to do this, then you're saying, hey, I need something more than Christ. And so Paul is essentially using some imagery here. They're, as they're being severed from 
their foreskin, they are being severed from Christ. Here, like they're, they're getting cut off from him. That, that's the idea here. If, if you want to be justified by the law, if you want to do this by works, by these rites and rituals, then what good is grace to you? And so Paul is um, continuing to make his case here. Uh, we hope for righteousness. We, we wait for this. This is coming through Christ. It's not through anything that you are going to do. Don't be severed from Christ. Instead, hold fast to him. Because Paul says here in verse 6, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, only faith. Uh, in Christ, you don't need to do these rites, these rituals, these works of the law. Instead, you are trusting in Jesus by faith. And this is about the love of God that is for you. And he also says here that, hey, you were doing good. What happened? And Paul is really concerned about these people who are teaching this false teaching that are leading them astray, these Judaizers. And, and he makes it seem as though maybe there's a specific individual here. Uh, I don't think we know that for sure. Um, but this is the point that, that Paul says, hold fast to what you knew before. You were doing good with the truth. Why are you deviating from it? And we see something interesting here in verse 11. I, I didn't highlight it, but uh, it says, but if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? You know, if Paul is, if if circumcision is good, and if this can be saved and you still keep the rites and rituals and those are all still good, why would the Jews persecute him? Why would they say that Paul is not teaching correctly? Uh, there would be no offense of the cross if that was all there is. That's That's part of the offense of the cross, right? That all you need is in the suffering of Christ. Uh, so if he was saying, hey, you can keep doing these rites and rituals and they earn righteousness for you, why worry about the offense of the cross? Why be persecuted? And so Paul continues, as I said before, with this harsh tone. And it's really interesting here in verse 12. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. And, and the idea being uh, conveyed is essentially, hey, if you think circumcision is what's going to save you, why not go a step further? Why not take care of the whole thing, right? Uh, but Paul then contrasts that by saying, for you were called to freedom. You're free in Christ. But Paul says here, hey, this isn't a license for you to do whatever you want. Instead, uh, what he says is, don't use this opportunity for the flesh. In other words, don't say, hey, I can do whatever fleshly indulgence I wanted to because I've been set free. No, the idea here is to love, to love God and neighbor, to serve one another. Because the goal here, the, the law, what we want to do because what we want to follow because Christ has died for us is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is the big idea here, that because Christ has set us free, we are now free to love and serve our neighbors. We can now follow Christ without worrying about earning anything for ourselves. Instead, we now love God in a response to what he has done for us. And as always, that's the best application that you and I can walk away from scripture with, right? That is how we are called to live our lives. And as Reformed Christians, uh, we look at the Heidelberg Catechism that, that spells this out for us, right? that we understand the misery we were in. We understand how we were delivered from that misery, and then we respond in gratitude. That's the idea that Paul is showing us here. Hey, if, if you want to uh, live for God, 
Love your neighbor as yourself in response to the freedom that Jesus has given you. May you and I live striving for that today. Let's close up with prayer. Merciful Lord, we praise and thank you for the freedom that we have in Jesus. We pray that through your word and spirit that we would be strengthened to not submit again to a yoke of slavery, but instead fully trust in what Jesus has done to save us. For we know that our keeping of rites and rituals does nothing to justify us, but only faith working through love. May we never use the freedom that we have in Christ as opportunity for the flesh, and may we instead desire to love and serve one another. As this week begins, we lift up to you our Community Vacation Bible School. We pray for safety for all involved and pray that you would grant strength and wisdom to all the volunteers that they might faithfully proclaim your word with a trust that you are going to be at work through your word and spirit in the hearts and minds of the children this week. Lord, we know that your mercies have brought us to this point, and we know that they will not fail. We have laid down and woken up all because of your mighty hand, and we commit all that will come before us today to you. Strengthen us to display your character in the interactions we will have today, that our lives might bring glory to your holy name. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, that brings us through Galatians chapter 5, verse 15. We'll pick up with verse 16 on Wednesday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 